Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of Colossians. We're in the first chapter, and we're going to press on. We've been around verses 15 through 20 in the last several episodes. But, folks, that is so, so important. And I actually want to go back. I'm not going to reread it. I'm going to tell you the highlights of what we've seen. We saw how that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, that he is the firstborn, the preeminent one of all creation, and that things were created. All things were created in him and for him. Things in heaven, things in earth, the visible, the invisible, all the thrones of dominion, rulers, or authorities, all these things were created through him and for him. But he's above all these things, okay? But he also holds all these things together. That's a great truth right there that I don't think we emphasize enough, that it's the very Lord himself that holds creation together. But also, he's the head of the body, the church. Again, the firstborn from the dead, from the resurrected, the preeminent one. He was actually the first one that was resurrected from the dead that never died again. And that it was the Father, Father God's good pleasure that all the fullness of the deity, all the fullness of the Godhead, all the fullness of God would dwell in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then uh, Paul reminded him of who they were, how they had formerly been alienated. But it was the Lord who had reconciled them to Father God, that it was the Father's good pleasure for them to be reconciled through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that this was made possible through the blood of his cross. Just some amazing, amazing things. So he encouraged them. He says, you continue on the faith, press on the faith, be, be steadfast, okay? And he closed it out by saying, I, Paul, was made a minister of this gospel. So we pick up this idea where Paul is explaining who he is and really, this idea of minister right here is not in the way that we view it so today. As a matter of fact, this word, this word, I think, gets abused, okay? Because we use the term minister, we use the term reverend. We create these terms where we have clergy, we have laity. I mean, distinction and lines of demarcation within the body of Christ that should never be. The word is diakonos. It just simply means servant. It's the same word where we get deacons. It's just a servant. Paul says, I was made a minister. I'm one that ministers. I serve. I'm a servant. We think of ministers, though, as uh, positional types of things, and I'm not going to get into it right now, but you know what I mean. So let's pick it up, verse 24. Paul says this, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I do my share on behalf of his, that's Jesus' body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Well, that right there is an interesting little phrase, isn't it? That which is lacking in Christ's affliction. And so people get in all sorts of debate over that. You know, well, there's something lacking with the Lord. What he did wasn't enough for us. There's more to be done. It was inadequate, et cetera, et cetera. No, 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 no. What Paul is saying is this. We know from what the Lord told us, you know, the things that they did to him, they're going to do to us. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked, okay? 
He underwent affliction. We will undergo affliction personally. He underwent affliction. We will undergo affliction corporately as the body of Christ. And so Paul's idea, what he said is, you know what? I rejoice in my suffering for your sake. You know, I'm suffering some things, but it's for your sake. And he's not trying to make them feel guilty about something. He's not trying to pump himself up. And quite often people will uh, read this into things. And part of it is because I think we just don't know who we are in Christ sometimes. And that we put on this uh, this feigned humility. You know, even at the end of this chapter, verse 29, Paul's talking about how the uh, works of Christ that mightily works within him. He's saying these works work mightily within me. They work without me. In other words, they come out of me also. But we feel like that we can't even say that, that we can't say, well, no, it's the work of the Most High God in me. We feel like that we're being uh, uh, puffing ourselves up too much, and that's not necessarily so, okay? So what is he saying here? He's saying, you know, I was made a servant. I was made a servant uh, to the body of Christ, and I'm suffering for your sake. But you know what? In my flesh, that fleshly suffering that I'm doing right now, I'm doing my share on behalf of his body, on behalf of the church, as he says, which is the church. He said, I'm doing my share. I'm playing my role. I'm doing my part in filling up what is lacking in Christ's affliction. It's not lacking because it is inadequate. It's going to be ongoing. There's going to be affliction. And he realized that the affliction and the suffering that he's had, same suffering that Christ underwent. So if Jesus underwent this, then I'm going to undergo this suffering also. I'm not seeking it. You don't seek it out. You don't search it. But when it comes, it's all right. It's fine. Well, then he continues, verse 25. Of this church, I was made a minister. Okay? Again, it's the same word that means I was made a servant <clears throat> according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit. So let me just stop here because verses, again, 25, 26, and 27 are all one long sentence, which we may or may not get through, right? <laughs> but he's saying, you know what? I was made a servant, and I was made this servant according to the stewardship from God. And that word stewardship means stewardship, but it means administration. It means management. It means that this calling, this role, this functioning here came from God, and God bestowed it on me, he says. He gave it to him. That's what bestowed means, that he gave it to him. He permitted it, gave it to him for your benefit so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. So we, we learn some things about Paul, what's going on. So in the previous verses, he was telling them about the preeminence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this was actually um, dealing with, uh, just taking a shot right across the bow with a lot of Gnostic thinking, several things that we've already covered in previous episodes. Well, now he's talking about himself. Now, why would he be talking about himself? Is he, is he puffed up? Is he arrogant? No, because he's explaining what God has done in and through him because people were doing what? What do you think? What do people do? Well, sure, they were speaking things against him. They were attacking him. And, and sometimes it could be, I mean, you see all sorts of things. Sometimes it said point blank in Paul's life. Sometimes there's little subtle hints uh, that he wasn't a great orator like they liked. He was a powerful writer. And one of the churches actually sort of complained about that. He says, yeah, I know it's being said that I'm a great writer. When I'm distant from you, I'm powerful and I'm mighty. But when I'm there, 
then I'm not a great orator and I'm sort of bashful and I'm sort of shy in the way that I approach you. He says, no, 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 don't, don't misconstrue that for a lack of power. No, don't do that. <clears throat> He's explaining who he is and why he is. He didn't look like they wanted him to look. He perhaps didn't act like, you know, he wasn't rich. He didn't have the fine clothes, all that kind of stuff. He's saying some things to them. He said, I'm suffering, but I'm suffering on your behalf to where I can do what I'm called to do by the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that made me a servant. He's the one that bestowed this on me for your benefit so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the Word of God. He saw that this suffering, that the, all this happened right here, is what enabled him to fully carry out the preaching of God. Then verse 26, that is the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages but has now been manifested to his saints. Now we're going to, have to stop right here in the middle of the sentence. Can you believe that? How rude of me. But I always keep these things under 10 minutes long, right? <laughs> but he starts talking about a mystery, a mystery. And it's actually going to be a few verses later before he gets around to telling us what the mystery is. But look what we learned about this mystery in verse 26. It's been hidden from the past ages and generations, but now it's being manifested in his saints. A mystery is a truth that has been there all along, but just hasn't been seen. Though so that's what he's saying right here. It was hidden in times past, but now it is manifested in his saints, this mystery. We'll look at this mystery the next time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.